You're listening to Campus Review Radio. To register for our upcoming Higher Equity Summit, examining the various barriers to equality in higher education, visit campusreview.com.au and follow the links to Higher Equity Summit. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about the Department of Employment's use of data. So the Department of Employment, uh, I guess, has a fairly lengthy history of uh, using data, chiefly in our employment services programs, where back in 1998 we outsourced uh, employment services, so um, contracted the services out to a range of providers, a mixture of private sector community and uh, not-for-profit providers um, and, and they are the people who do the business of, of helping AR unemployed get back into work and uh, that, as I said, we've been doing it that way since 1998. Uh, they use our, our IT systems to record what they're up to so that we can uh, pay them uh, so they get access to the information about their, their clients, who the job seekers on income support. Uh, and of course, as part of that, uh, we provided a fairly extensive you know, business intelligence capability for them, um, a mixture of, of canned reports and bulk data feeds and so on and so forth, so they can look at you know operational data and, and uh, and management data. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, that's been going since 1998. Uh, I think we're up to our fifth fifth contract. We started in July 2015. So and that's called Job Active. So that's the current mainstream employment service. We've got a, we've got 44 providers operating in about 1,700 sites. Uh, assisting around about 700, I think just under 750,000 job seekers um, and in my systems I've got about oh, between 20 and 30,000 users of the system generating about uh, 6 or 7 million transactions a day. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a bit of activity going on and obviously making sense of that through data is... And how can all this data help people find jobs at the end of the day? Yeah. So, um, and I suppose that's where our engagement with, with Click came in, um, where we did a, did a lot of this reporting, big effort and so on, um, but we're always looking for ways to improve the outcomes, you know? If we can get more job seekers back into work, then it's good for them, it's good for the economy, it's good for the country. Um, And so in this space, I guess we were looking at ways that we could improve the analytical capability of our providers to understand what was going on in their business uh, or businesses. And, um, you know, with a view to them then reacting and responding to that and, and... adjusting the way they do things and, and hopefully improving their outcome rates. And, and when we looked around to see how we could do that, we thought a data visualisation tool would be you know, pretty useful. Um, and long story short, but we ended up 
uh, going with click um, because its visualization capabilities are very good. It seemed it, it seemed to be very easy to use, and um, you know our proof of concept went very well, and it had the benefit of something called row-level security, which means I could publish the data apps once, but uh, limit access so that providers could only drill into their own data. Um, and I could do that more simply than we've been doing in the past, where in effect we have to split the data up into you know, 44 separate paddocks of data and, and um, a whole lot of work on our end that we really didn't want to keep doing. And so, you know, the odd, and, and one of the, the beauties, I guess, of the click approach is that we give the consumer of the, the, the analytics the ability to, to take it and run with it and adjust it and change it and discover other things that perhaps we hadn't thought of. Mm -hmm. um, so part of this process was um, giving providers the capability to do that and to generate their own reports and their own, you know, uh, data visualizations off, off our fairly extensive data holdings. Mm -hmm. What sort of data did you give to Click and whose data was it? Uh, at the moment, it's um, data, you know, administrative data that's generated through the system. So, as I said, they're using our system to record, you know, their activities their activities so we've got a fairly good picture of what's going on with each job seeker you know when they're seeing them booking them into appointments what activities they send them on uh, what's in their their job plan which sets out how they're going to get them back into work and then um, you know in terms of uh, vacancies the job seekers might apply for whether they get placements how long those placements last and then to pay outcomes, we go and interrogate the income support system to, to find out, you know, whether they've gone off benefit or there's been a reduction in their benefit. And all of that data is in our system and, and gets translated into our warehouse. Uh, and from that, we can build a range of apps. Um, so the first ones we built, we built an outcomes, what we call a league table. So that showed each provider uh, in each region they were operating in, how they were going relative to the other providers. Um, and that's probably an important point I should mention. When the government decided to do this, right from the beginning in 1998, it had this view that it wanted to set up a market, that it wanted to have competition. So we don't just give uh, a provider a patch and say that's your patch. We actually uh, set them up to operate in regions. There's 51 regions around the country that we've carved the business into and typically in a capital city region and there might be sort of three or four regions in the you know Sydney and Melbourne in a capital city region we will have five or six or seven providers operating in a in a more regional region that might only be two or three but the idea is there's competition they're competing uh, we've always published their performance through a thing called star ratings. Um, so job seekers can see relative performance and, and use that as information to decide who they're going to go with. Um, so this data about how I'm going as a provider is pretty important 
because I, you know, it, 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 it tells them about how they're competing and B, we use it to periodically through the contract, we'll look at the poorest performing sites and providers and, and we might um, reallocate business to better performing providers. And so, you know, the onus is on them to maximise and to improve their performance so that they either continue at the level of business they were contracted with at the start of the contract, or indeed they might pick up business from poorer performers down the track. Do job seekers know they're being monitored in this way? Um, yes, well, monitoring. Are we monitoring the job seekers? Yes and no. So they're uh, as part of the uh, the deal, but, and all those job seekers are on income support, so as part of their receipt of income support, they agree that their information will be shared with these providers who are going to help them get back into work. Um, so there's a consent process as, as part of that, uh, you know, the, the, the delivery of the service and the receipt of income support. Um, and, you know, our, our system of income support is very much an activation-based system. Uh, so if you're in receipt of, of new start, which is the standard unemployment payment, um, then you have to be actively looking for work. And one of the ways we manage that is through our providers and, you know, what's in the job seekers' job plan and so on, mm -hmm. which will specify, you know, how many jobs um, a month they need to apply for um, and other activities they, they might need to do and the sort of um, regime of attendance with their provider. I'll go back to one of my earlier questions. So does this use of data help people find jobs? Have you, have, have you, have you observed that in the Department of Employment? Well, it's still, it's still early days. So we um, signed on the dotted line with Click in February and we rolled out our first apps in May. Um, so it's, it's very much early days, but the feedback from our providers is that they're, because of the, the, you know, the ability to visualise the data, they're seeing insights in the data that they weren't seeing before uh, when they either you know, took our canned reports and our bulk data and, and built their own reports. And especially, you know, that feedback is around that ability to slice and dice. So you can imagine uh, across a caseload of, of job seekers that a provider might have, it's not, it's not a homogeneous group, you know. There are people with all sorts of situations. We have Indigenous clients. We have clients with uh, non-English speaking backgrounds, uh, ex-offenders. Uh, you know, different age groups, different educational backgrounds and so on and so forth. And one of the things about these uh, visualisation tools is the ability to drill into the data. And so I might present you with, you know, your, how you get your outcome league table uh, app in click, but you can drill in and say, well, let's just look at how I'm going against my Indigenous clients or my uh, clients with disabilities or so on, uh, or indeed my indigenous clients with disabilities and so on. And so, you know, they see how the rankings change and how their performance changes and that, I think, they're saying to us anyway, gives them insights that they didn't 
couldn't see before. It raises questions about, well, we're doing this good for this group, but we're doing worse for this other group, so why is that? What do we have to change? Is there something about our approach that needs to adjust? So, you know, in, in short, I think the answer is it's still too early to start to see that happen uh, in the data, but the feedback looks promising. Is there sharing of data between departments, say between the Department of Employment and the Education Department? Um, not so much on our performance, this sort of performance data. We do publish some of it uh, on the web. There's a thing called the Labor Market Information Portal um, where we publish quite a bit of, of, of sort of summary data around outcomes and so on. Uh, as well as summaries of, of Australian Bureau of Statistics data around unemployment. Um, one of the areas, though, that we're interested in pursuing um, is with, with the, the Department of Employment has their, uh, what's it called, the Unique Student Identifier. Have you heard of that? Yep. The US, USI. I, I have, yes. yep. So, you know, there's potential for us to access some of that information uh, with the right, you know, controls and consent and so on, so that, for instance, we could automatically populate a job seeker's resume with, with, their, with their educational history. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we're certainly interested in, in looking uh, down the track at some of these sorts of opportunities with our... Uh, Department of Education colleagues to see, you know, I'm, I'm a big one for using data where we can to streamline processes and make it easier for people. Um, one of the other areas that, that has been a challenge for us is, is getting access to what's out there in terms of training opportunities because the, you know, the data is spread across the state jurisdictions. Um, and that's something that, you know, in the past has been difficult. But again, I think the way the world's moving, you know, won't be too long before we'd be able to um, start to access that information and, and present it to job seekers to help them look for, you know, the, the relevant training for the jobs that they, they need. Mm -hmm. um, and tapping into whatever, you know, there's training.gov.au and so on, which provides some picture of these things. But um, many of our job seekers are, are not very digitally okay or capable. So we're going to look for opportunities to make it as easy as possible for them. And how much is the Department of Employment's contract of click costing the Australian taxpayer? Um, oh, good question. I think our initial investment was around about, hang on, let me, I've got to add a couple of numbers up, uh, under $2 million. Mm -hmm. um, and there's an ongoing maintenance cost, which is relatively minor. Okay. Um, but for the sort of capability, when we looked around at the options, um, that represented very good value for money.